0: In this episode, we're going to take a look at Active Model Serializers. This can be used to generate a JSON API in Rails. Let's try it out. Here I have a pretty standard blogging app with multiple articles, and each article has many comments. So what I want to do here is provide a JSON API to go along with this HTML view, so if I append the JSON extension in the URL, then I should gain access to the article's data. But right now I'm just getting this exception because our Rails app doesn't respond to the JSON format. That's easy enough to fix by going to the articles controller show action, which is what is being rendered. And let's add a respond to block here and provide the HTML format and the JSON format. And let's specify to render the JSON data of the article model. And now when I reload the page, I get that article's data in JSON, it works. So this is a pretty common way to generate a JSON API in Rails. However, you often need to further customize the output. Uh, you can do that by either passing options through here in the controller or overriding the asJSON method in the model. But both of those get messy pretty quickly. This is where tools like the active model Serializer gem come in handy. So let's go into the bottom of the gem file here and add the ActiveModelSerializers gem, and then you'll need to run the bundle command to install it. This gem provides a serializer generator, which you'll want to run for each model that you want to present through the API. If you're using the resource generator in Rails, it will make this automatically. So let's make an article a serializer. This just generates one file in the newly created app serializers directory. So now we have a dedicated class that we can use to fully customize the JSON output. And what's cool is that the gem includes hooks so that when we try to render out a model in a JSON format, it's going to automatically look for a serializer with the same name. So this will automatically detect the article serializer class and use that to render out the JSON format. In this class, we can specify which attributes we want to include in the output. Let's say the ID, name, and content of the article. Now after restarting my Rails app and reloading this page, I get the format rendered out through active model serializers. Now you may have noticed there's one key difference here and that is that all the attributes are included in a root node called article, which differs from how Rails generates JSON by default. Now you may not want this behavior depending on how you want the API to be consumed. You can disable the root node by passing in the root option and setting it to false. And now reloading the page, uh, we no longer have that root key. Now, if you wanted to always behave this way everywhere, you can define a method called defaultSerializerOptions and then uh, set the root option or anything else in there. And then the ActiveModelSerializer will automatically take that up. So you could move this in the application controller. So inheritance includes it in every place. I'm not going to do that here though. We're just going to stick with the default behavior of including the root node. Next, let's go back to our serializer class and see how we can further customize the output. Uh, Perhaps we want to add some attributes into here which are not really methods defined on the model. For example, maybe we want to add the, the URL to the article in here. Well, we can define that as a method on the serializer and it will use that instead of delegating to the model. We also have access to the URL methods in here, so we can say article URL and then pass in the object, which is going to be the model that this serializer is focused on. And reloading this page, and we include our URL attribute in our JSON output. I really like how you can just customize the attributes through methods like this. Uh, Something else cool about the serializer is its support for associations. If we want to include the comments data in here, we can just say has many, comments because our article model has many comments. And now our JSON data includes the comments within our article attributes. And as you might expect, we can customize the comments attributes by generating another serializer called comment. So here's that generated serializer file and let's just keep this simple and include the comment ID and the content. And reloading our JSON format and our comments just include that output. So this is pretty cool. If a serializer class isn't found, it's just going to fall back to the Rails default serialization behavior. That means we can just add serializers as we need custom behavior. Now, so far, this comments data has been nested within this root article node. However, what if you don't want that? What if you want the comments data to be up at the root level as well? You might want to do this for performance reasons on some JavaScript client side frameworks. We can customize that in our article serializer by calling embed and then specifying IDs here. So that means any associations is just going to include the IDs within the article. However, we can tell it to include the comments data as well at the root level. And reloading this page, now our comments data is included at the top here outside of our article root node, and we have our comment IDs attribute now, which includes those IDs. So this way we can keep our common data separate and maybe only include it as needed, but it really depends on how you want the uh, API to be consumed. Now what if there are some attributes that we want to include conditionally? For example, uh, let's say we want to add an edit URL, but only if the user is currently an admin. Well, we can't really do this through the attributes call here, but we can override the attributes method. And whatever hash is returned from here is going to be uh, converted to the JSON output. So if we want to keep our current behavior, we can call super to grab the data hash. And then we can just return that and then modify it however we want. So let's add an edit URL attribute. And let's do the article URL here and pass in the object. Now I want to make this conditional, but let's try it out so far. Reloading our page and we get our edit URL output here. So now we just need to make this conditional and only include it if the current user is an admin. However, the serializer is outside of the controller and view layer, so we can't simply say current user.admin here. To get around this problem, there's an object that's passed into every serializer called scope, and that defaults to the current user object. Let's give that a try, and we get this exception saying no method error, admin on nil. So scope is not set to the current user here for some reason. The issue is with how I have the current user method defined in my application controller. Here's that current user method. And for now, I'm just simply uh, stubbing out the current user object using OpenStruct, which is kind of a handy way if you're just in the middle of development and don't want to add some authentication into your app. Anyway, this method is defined as private, which prevents Serializer from detecting it. So we could just change this to a protected instead. And let's try that. Reloading this page and now it works again and it doesn't include the edit url because the current user is not considered an admin so far our serializer is working well but i do have a few issues with how the scope works one problem is that it's going to load the current user record every time it makes a json request in our application even if the user record isn't accessed in the serializer that can result in unnecessary database queries and potential performance issues Another issue I have with this is that the name scope is so generic, it's not really obvious here that the admin method is called on the current user. Instead, I would much prefer if we can just call current user directly from here. To get this to work, we can customize the scope object that's passed into our serializers by going into the application controller and calling a method serialization scope and telling it to use something other than the current user, such as a view context. So this way we'll be able to call our current user through this view context and any other helper methods that we might need to access within our serializer. Now to finish this up, let's go back to our serializer and tell it to delegate the current user method to the scope, which will be the view context. So now if I reload this page, it has the same functionality, but our current user is now only loaded in as needed. Now, one downside with this approach is that it can make testing a little more difficult because uh, you need to provide access to the entire view context for the serializer. Uh, To get around that problem, you might want to test it similar to how you would test helpers in Rails uh, by inheriting from ActionViewTestCase if you're using TestUnit. This will automatically set up the view context for you so you can pass it into the serializer. Now I want to finish up with one more thing here, and that is what if we want to generate this JSON data outside of a JSON request? For example, on our articles index page here that will list out the articles, let's say we want to embed the JSON data for all these articles within the page itself. Well here's that index template listing out the articles and I often embed JSON content within a data attribute on a tag in the HTML. So let's call this data articles and then set the content to the rendered version of the JSON. And this can be a little bit complex here, so I prefer to move this off into a helper method. Let's call it a JSON4 and then pass in the object that we want to serialize, in this case the articles uh, relation. Now to save us some time, I'm just going to paste this method into the application helper, call JSON4 and accepts a target object, whether this be an active record relation or a model. And it sets the scope option for a serializer to self, so that's the view context, and a URL. Options because this is important to pass in so we don't get any errors about our host option being undefined. And then next we call Active Model Serializer on the object that's being passed in. And this is a method that uh, the gem adds to uh, relations and models so that we can uh, determine what uh, serializer it should use. So we create that, pass in those options, and convert it to the JSON format. And now if we reload our page and view the source, our article data is passed in here. Uh, using the uh, serializer to generate it. Cool. And that wraps up this episode on active model serializers. I encourage you to also check out episodes 320 and 322 where I cover JBuilder and Rabble respectively. Those generate JSON a little differently by utilizing view templates instead of serializer objects. I do think there are benefits to both approaches. I like the object-oriented nature of active model serializer. However, I also do like uh, the JSON serialization to happen more in the view layer. There's no wrong answer here, though, so just check out each option and see which one you prefer to generate to your JSON APIs. Thanks for watching.